It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know, he's he's got some natural football instincts. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I know it's game week. I know we're excited about Auburn taking on Kentucky on Saturday, but today's show is not about Kentucky. It, it is about Auburn. Uh, Malzahn spoke to the media about Kentucky yesterday. He was higher on them um, than I think some people expected, higher than I expected. We'll talk on that in just a moment. But depth was a key thing that he mentioned. And we also got the depth chart, and there were a ton of surprises. Auburn starting a freshman on the defensive front. Also some injuries that he talks about. Zach Blackerby, Michael Papp is here with you. Pap, how are you, buddy? I'm great, Zach. How are you this morning? I'm good. It's going to be tough to like not let this be a two-hour episode. We can do this. Yep. We yep. can do this. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Fetch Me. I was talking with the folks from Fetch Me earlier this week. They have extra fetchers on call to deliver uh, to all those folks coming into town, which... Hopefully, is you listening. If you have not been able to use Fetch Me, uh, you totally should this time. So the 10 off promos, you just use promo code 10OFF, 10 off. This week, uh, your order has to be more than 30 bucks. But um, Charlie's Family Kitchen, Panda Cuisine, and Big Blue Bagel. You also can use the app to avoid long lines, save time, and keep contact free in restaurants or your Airbnb, however you are choosing to stay uh, for all of you out-of-towners coming in town. You can also use promo code Zach20 for your first delivery free. So check out Fetch Me this weekend. You will not be disappointed. So, Michael, we finally got a game week presser. It kind of seems like we're back in the swing of things now. I absolutely love it. So Malzon opened things up by talking highly about the Kentucky Wildcats. We're excited. It's game week. Uh, it's been a long time coming to get to this point. Uh, playing a very good uh, Kentucky Wildcat team, uh, really when you look at them, you know, offensively last year they were one of the best rushing teams in all of college football, and to be able to do that in this league uh, says a lot. They have uh, four returning starters up front that I think are very talented and uh, really a, a strength of their team. Defensively, uh, very impressed. They got most of the guys back on defense also. Uh, they're very well coached. Um, they know their answers. They know their assignments. They're impressive to watch on film. And then overall, just what Coach Stoops has done with that program, the consistency he's had and the games he's won, um, you know, says a lot. So that was the very first thing he said on the Tuesday presser. Michael, the two things that stand out the most to me there, he gives credit to Kentucky's running game, calls it one of the best in the country. And statistically, I think last year, I mean, it was hard to argue against that. But also just the depth on defense. We've talked about this offense a ton, but we haven't really talked about the Kentucky defense a ton. But Gus had really, uh, really, really good things to say about him. Yeah, this isn't, I don't know, this isn't that surprising for me. I mean, he's not going to come on and be like, yeah, they're bums. Uh, we're going to roll them. But <laughs> at the same time, I don't know. Gus always seems to not show like confidence or anything in his press conferences. Yeah. So, I, I you know, we, we, we've talked about this game a lot this offseason and this week. Um, I certainly think that they're, they're nothing but capable, but Gus loves depth, man. He loves it, especially this, this stage in the season where we are right now. Right. And not only does he love depth, 
Quality depth. That is one of his keywords that he loves. Absolutely loves. All right. Um, he gave a COVID update yesterday as well. Seems like Auburn's doing well on that front. As far as COVID update, um, we had uh, one positive two weeks ago, and uh, I believe it's six players that have been out for 14 days that we get back today, but they've been out for 14 days because of close contact. But everybody should be back today. We do have two more tests um, before we play the game, so hopefully that'll that'll go well. And you know, with that being said, I really want to thank our our medical team, our administration for everything they've done up to this point uh, throughout the summer, um, testing our players, the protocols, and everything that has went with it. They've done an outstanding job to get us to this point that we can actually play a game. I can't wait, Michael, in a few years when we can talk to these players once they're done at Auburn and just kind of get the vibe of, like, what happens? Like, what's the vibe in the locker room and how do you get word when you one guy in the whole you know one hundred plus man roster like gets gets tested positive? Like how do other people respond? I think that's going to be really interesting to see that side of it uh, once we can talk to these guys. You know, not while they're not under the veil of Auburn. I totally agree. I, I, I totally I, agree. I, I can't wait. I really can't wait. Just because I I, I think it's going to be really interesting and I just kind of wonder like is there panic or are they just like oh no you know that, that's my boy I'm not gonna be able to see him for two weeks I, I I just I genuinely don't know how how they respond to all that so that's gonna be cool I guess assuming everybody's you know healthy when, and all that so. you know when they're sitting in like the team film sessions and people like get roasted and guys will, like stand up and like right laugh at them and stuff for some reason I envision it like that like Gus at the front of the room like and um, Zach tested positive and guys just standing up and like laughing and roasting him and the guy having to like get up and <laughs> hang his head and walk out of the room. And I know that's not true because like, no, know. they're, they're taking it much more serious than that. But yeah, I, I think we all kind of have something in our head of how it goes, but I guarantee you none of us are correct on that. So I, I look forward to, um, doing that. We may do a special on like the off season and it never was like we did the 2010, uh, doc. Yeah. Uh, earlier this year we may do something like that um okay uh gus talked about um he, he's excited about this team with 13 new starters and then the rest of the comments were kind of depth chart related so we'll uh we'll touch on that in uh in just a moment but uh today's show brought to you by our good friends at built bar if you have not tried built bar you are missing out especially if you are um into you know health and taking care of yourself built bar is the uh the best product on the market for you as far as meal replacement or if you need some just kind of some pick-me-up in the middle of the afternoon it is the best snack out there for your fitness and your health so all built bars have very high protein very low sugar they are considered keto if you are into that uh, and, and a ton of different flavors for you to try so head over to builtbar.com use promo code locked on uh, for $10 off your first box, that is BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first box. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. 
That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Before we uh, jump into our, our thoughts on this depth chart, um, I think it's smart for us to share what Gus said about it yesterday. So here's Malzahn, his first comments on the depth chart. Um, you know, as far as us goes, you know, the depth chart, you see we have a whole lot more numbers than we normally do. Um, you know, we got three deep at most positions. Uh, that was by design because of uh, COVID and because, we're, like we've been talking about, uh, having to uh, create quality depth. Uh, position change that you've seen, Jeremiah Wright is moving from the offensive line to defensive line uh, just to give us some more depth. He played that in uh, high school, and we think he can help us uh, there. we got two guys that are going to be out because of injuries, and that's O.C. Brothers and Romello Height. They had shoulder procedures in the offseason, so they're recovering. We're hoping we'll get those guys back uh, both before the season uh, ends. So obviously I'm really sad about uh, the injuries. I, I've been high on OC Brothers and Romello Hyde. Those have kind of been some of my, my dark horse guys as far as playing time, so that's a bummer. And then uh, Jeremiah Wright moving to the defensive line. you have any thoughts on any of that, Michael? Did, uh, did we know about those injuries? I didn't. I had missed that. Because I've yeah, been saying the last when, month, like, OC Brothers, fourth linebacker, here we go. So, yeah, said they had shoulder procedures, so... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I didn't know about them either. Uh, when I read that yesterday, I was, um, I was just surprised. Yeah. I was like, I feel like this. He's like, oh yeah, it's game week, so I'll just let them know now. Right. It's like I, I, I don't want to they... be asked all season like where those guys are and why I'm not playing them and why they're not dressed out. So I'll just go ahead and get out of get out of the way. Interest. I mean, that's just. Man, you can say what you want about Gus Malzahn, but this program is, is tight-lipped when they want to be. Yeah, it's incredible. All right, so we'll uh, let's start with the offense. Let's go through the depth chart. So at quarterback, Bo Nix, Grant Loy, Court Sandberg. Any comments there? Yeah, so you budgeted 40 minutes for quarterback, right? Um, because I got some stuff to say about <laughs> Sawyer Pate being left off. Yeah. Um, you know, the sad thing is, is if like they could probably add a few more names and he wouldn't be there. Which is wrong. Right. It's just it, Sawyer Pate's ahead of his time. He is not built for 2020. You know what I mean? He's built for like 2022. That is going to be his time. Look, this is a red shirt year, right? All right, we're gonna we're gonna learn. We're gonna come back stronger next year. Correct. And uh, we're gonna make the list. Absolutely. Uh, running back Sean Shivers, and then uh, so running back is interesting because. Gus likes to use a lot of oars, but he did not. He used oars for a bunch of the running backs, but not the starter. The starter is Sean Shivers, and then it's DJ Williams or Tank Bigsby or Mark Antony Richards. So Sean Shivers has separated himself from the rest of the pack. That's what that tells me. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting that DJ Williams was with the other two in the oars. And I also thought that for Gus Malzahn, he actually used Pretty few oars in this depth chart. Yeah, it was less than I was expecting for sure. Um, at tight end, they named John Samuel Shanker the starter, and then the other three are oars. So Luke Deal or JJ Pegues or Brandon Frazier. So Shanker's the starter, then the other guys are kind of going to be committee behind him. Yeah, no Jake Fromm. No, no, no Luke Fromm. Nope, Luke Deal. Um, Tyler from? No <laughs> yeah, Tyler from. There it is. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point to two true freshmen. 
um, overtaking him. I love that Brandon Frazier's number 87, by the way. I absolutely love that. Uh, uh, Gronk. Oh, that's Gronk's number. Yeah, yeah that's okay, Gronk. sorry. That's Gronk. Sorry, yeah. Um, wide receiver. So they have it set up a little different at wide receiver. So at the first wide receiver is Anthony Schwartz or Eli Stove. Gus was asked by Philip Marshall, is it going to be possible for them to be on the field at the same time? And he said yes. So I don't really know why it's set broken down this way if that's the case, but that's fine. The other wide receiver, Shedrick Jackson, is the starter. And then it has Zavian Capers or Kayla Newton. That's interesting to me because Capers and Newton aren't the same receiver. They play different receiver positions. But I think this is good because I think it's getting away from how Malzahn had receivers in the past based on this depth chart. Then the other receiver, Seth Williams, and then Kobe Hudson or Elijah Canyon. Can we talk about something real quick? Okay. Um, Zavian Capers is six foot four, one ninety four. Right. And Kaylin Newton is five foot eleven, two oh one. Like they're not the same receiver, but uh, the shorter guy yeah, weighs more. Yeah, I wouldn't have noticed that. Dang, that is a thick dude. I mean. He's five inches shorter and weighs six pounds more. Seven. Seven pounds more. God, man, I'm struggling this morning. It's okay, um, man. Yeah, I, I thought the Anthony Schwartz-Eli Stove thing was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and then I noticed the other thing also about how they he seemingly has guys that we would not have suspected playing the same position kind of listed as the same position. Mm-hmm. And... So maybe that means they're going to do a lot of rotating on wide receivers. Um, yeah, it's just weird because like Seth is not going to be used the same way Kobe is. Kayla Newton's yeah. not going to be used the same way as Zavian Kate. I don't know. Maybe he will be. Maybe maybe Kalen will be. I'm not sure. I'm, yeah, my initial thought when we read this was, man, we were way wrong about these freshman wide receivers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, maybe we weren't. Who we, knows, man? I don't know. We were this wrong is, about a lot of things. We were wrong about a lot of things. We're getting to it. All right, the offensive line at left tackle, the starter is Alec Jackson or Austin Troxel. I think that's interesting. I assumed he was going to name Troxel the starter, but Alec Jackson must be having a really good camp. The mm-hmm. backup at left tackle, or I guess the third string, is going to be Killian Zaire. At left guard, Tayshawn Manning is named the starter. Um, we kind of caught wind of that a few weeks ago. Then the backup is Tate Johnson or Kamar Bell. The center is Nick Brahms. And then his backup is Jill Irvin. I think that's pretty straightforward. At right guard, the starter is Brandon Council. This is a Brandon Council podcast. Can't stress that enough. The backup at right guard is Keandre Jones and then Cam Stutz. We had Keandre Jones battling for Tayshawn Manning in that left guard spot. So I think it's interesting that he's the backup at right guard, not left guard. And then at right tackle, Berdarius Ham is starting over Brendan Coffey. So that is your offense. Do you have any quick comments on the offensive line? The a, these are some big boys. True. B, uh, I'm really excited to see um, see how Bradarius Ham does at right tackle. I mean, he's the guy we've heard about. A little disappointed Cam Stutz is third string. I thought that he had a shot this year, but we'll see. We shall see. Yeah, and he's behind um, guys younger than him, so I think it's going to be interesting to see how he cracks that rotation yeah, down the line. Yeah. Uh, can we? So they call Bradarius Ham Bro. Yeah. Uh, can we call him Honey Baked? Uh, you can call him whatever you want. Okay. 
Coming up, uh, we talk about the next freshman to start on the defensive line for Auburn, as well as a, a new fun corner uh, coming up right here on Locked On Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Coming up this week on Locked On Auburn, uh, tomorrow we will discuss Saturday's game with a Kentucky beat writer. Then on Friday, it's Ferg Friday with Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Looking at the defense, Michael Pappas. Big Cat Bryant getting to start at defensive end. Then Jaron Handy. And then Daniel Foster Allen. Uh, I think that's pretty straightforward. Here's where it's just like, what in the world? The starting defensive tackle or one of them, Colby Wooden, the redshirt freshman, has beat out Daquan Newkirk, Jay Hardy, and Jeremiah Wright. So Auburn will have a redshirt freshman starting on uh, on his defensive line. Next to Tyron Truesdale, who is being backed up by Zakevius Walker, Marquise Burks, or Dre Butler. Surprised to see Dre Butler, Marquise Burks buried a little bit on this depth chart, but I think that shows how uh, how good Zakevius Walker is. And then at Buck, Derek Hall is the starter, TD Moultrie is the backup, and Caleb Johnson is the third string there. Uh, I think defensive end and Buck, were very, uh, they went chalk, straightforward as we predicted. The defensive tackle spots, very, very interesting stuff. Yeah, like you said. Uh, one of the things that I noticed uh, Big Cat Brian and Jaron Handy are basically listed as carbon copies of each other. Right. And they're both 6'5", 250 pounds. So that hopefully – and, I mean, even Daniel Foster Allen, 6'4", 250, true freshman. Like, right. those guys should be able to rotate pretty easily in there. I'm a little fascinated that Colby Wooden was named the starter, not because he's a guy who seemingly came out of nowhere, but because he weighs – what is it? Almost 60 pounds. Oh, it's exactly 50. 50 pounds less than Daquan Newkirk. Like, yeah. Jason Caldwell asked Gus yesterday, has he gained weight since then? And Gus said, probably. So he's going to be a little bit heavier, but you're right. How small was he when he got to college? He's been here for a year and a half. I guess I could just look that up, but I mean, but the, the other, that's the defensive tackle spot that's going to play like Mon Adams. He's going to play the three technique, so he's going to line up outside the guard. So, like, that guy is smaller than the other defensive tackle. Yeah, but, I mean, he's 60 pounds smaller than Truesdale. Like, this is not, like, a small weight difference. Right. Like, that's like a... I mean, that is... I don't even have a great comparison. It's 60 pounds. It's a lot. So, I mean, that's fascinating. Obviously, interesting that... Well, it's also interesting to me that Zakevius Walker is below Truesdale, and he's 6'4", 266. Yeah. So you'd think that he would be with Wooden, and then Daquan Newkirk is 6'3", 317, which is relatively the same size as Tyron Truesdale. I bet it's a pass rush thing. I bet it's like a third and long thing where they, yeah, put, they put the smaller guys there. Yeah, maybe. It's just a guess. Um, moving on to uh, you go with Buck. With Derek Hall and T.D. Moultrie? Uh, yeah, we found that one out 
a couple weeks ago, right? And we talked about that then. I mean, I, yeah. I'm a I'm a big Derek Hall fan. Yeah, and I, and I like TD Moultrie this year as uh, you know that number two rotation piece. I think it's going to work out. Um, and linebacker KJ Britt's the starter. I know that surprises everyone. Wesley Steiner, Cam Brown, or his backups. Then at the other linebacker, it's got Owen Papo or Zacoby McLean. Then Cam Riley. Then Desmond Tisdall. I think it's interesting they just listed two linebackers, but um, wait, Zacoby McLean is a sophomore. I think he's a redshirt sophomore, right? I thought he was a senior this year. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look. Wow. So we they re- I mean they've really got a plethora of riches at linebacker right now. It's crazy. Um, I love that when you type in Zacoby, the first thing that comes up is Zacoby McLean pick six. Like that just makes me happy. All right. Uh, he's listed as a junior on Auburn's site, so that is incorrect. Okay. Interesting. K, uh, Wesley Steiner being listed as the uh, the backup to KJ Britt. I mean, good for him, man. That's huge. That's awesome. Who? Wesley Steiner. Who? Uh, Frankenstein. Freakensteiner. Freakenstein. There we go. All right, I'm back. Back like you never left at the star. Or uh, the nickel is Christian Tut, then Zion Puckett, then Ladarius Tennyson. Uh, no oars there. And then at corner, Roger McCreary being backed up by Matthew Hill, then Devin Barrett, then Eric Reed. And then in the other cornerback spot, the man pulled it off. Jalen Simpson, the redshirt freshman, beating out Nehemiah Pritchett. And then there's no oar here. It goes Simpson, Pritchett, Domeo. So Domeo just must not have adapted well to the JUCO ranks to uh, to Auburn. And I still think we may see more Domeo as the season goes on. But that's telling, right? That says something. I totally agree. Um, I I guess I'll give him the benefit benefit of the doubt because he's only been here for like three weeks. Totally. Right? I, I'm not saying Domeo is a bust or anything like that. I'm just saying like he's not ready day one. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's not what we thought. I mean, I definitely thought he was going to come in and basically like walk onto the field and win the job. Yeah, me too. I mean, shout out to Jalen Simpson, man. That is, he, yeah, you said it, man. He pulled it off. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Yeah, and, and we knew this was a possibility, but and this kind of started rolling a little bit about two or three weeks ago, and you and I were like, yo, we're reading and hearing that he's doing well, but I just kind of thought it was, you know, chatter. It was legit. Yeah. It was legit. Um, and then the two safeties, Jamie and Sherwood, backed up by Jordan Peters, Devin Geis, and the other safety, Smoke Monday, backed up by Chris Thompson. That's that's pretty straightforward. Do you have anything there? Uh, I thought Chris Thompson played the other safety position. Um, I did too. But I could just be wrong about what Smoke Monday does and what Jamie and Sherwood does. But uh, good for Chris Thompson also. Being listed as as the true backup on the depth chart. I mean, uh, eighteen true freshmen on this depth chart. I did not know that Chris Thompson Jr. wore number five. I love that. Okay. Don't I still need a number twenty jersey. <laughs> if you know where so. you can get that, please reach out to us. <laughs> uh, at special teams, just real quick, we'll uh, we'll blow through this. Anders Carlson is a starting kicker, backed up by Ben Patton. At punter, we have an or, Aiden Marshall or Oscar Chapman. You got a quick prediction for that? I'm, I'm team Aiden Marshall here. I'm team Oscar Chapman. You want to fight over it? Give me the Aussie. All right. At holder, we got another or, Ben Patton or Grant Loy. 
Uh, I'm going with Grant Lloyd, my boy. We'll see though. At long Dude, snap, that, that that is the heated competition in camp. I'm. I feel like we've done uh, really our listeners a, a huge disservice by not talking about that. Um. So Ben Patton's five ten one ninety, and then Grant Loy is is six five, so seven inches taller, and 230, 40 pounds heavier. That's just that is that's just two different human beings right there. That's crazy. And long snapper Bill Taylor, um, is backed up by uh, Jacob Quaddlebaum. How have we not brought that up before? We have. Yeah, you're right. At uh, because <laughs> we talked about how Bill Taylor is like if you envisioned a long snapper, <laughs> it's Bill Taylor. You would name him Bill Taylor, but um, also you may name him Jacob uh, Quaddlebaum. So yeah, uh, I am a Jacob Quaddlebaum stan. <laughs> Quaddlebaum him. All right, at punt returner, uh, Christian Tut, and then backup you have Javaris Johnson or Mark Anthony Richards. Then a kick returner, your two starters, Sean Shivers. And Eli Stove. So I heard, I believe it was a caller, but they didn't say, so I'm not positive. Yesterday on the drive, I only listened for like seven minutes, but this is what I heard. Sweet. Um, the the man talking said that, said actually a decent point that uh, Sean Shivers being listed as the kick returner, he was saying that it shows that, like, they don't put much stock in him as a starting running back because if they put him at kick returner, it shows that they like don't care as much about him potentially getting hurt. That is a very, um, that is a very NFL mindset. I mean, that's like saying Alabama doesn't care about Jalen Waddle because he returns kicks. Like that's ridiculous. Oh yeah. I, I, think I, about that, I just disagree but. with that. Um, I get the logic there, but like I think Trent Richardson returned kicks at Alabama. Like I, I just I don't think that, didn't Trey Mason return kicks too. Yes, he did. That was what I was going to say. Was so that it's Trey like, Mason returned kicks, but right. I'm just thinking of like other guys. Like well, Noah cor- returned kicks. Yeah. Do you care about Noah as a starting corner? Like yeah, of course you do. So I don't think that that's a good argument at all. I do always think it's funny in the NFL that that um a lot of times you see wide receivers return kicks or punts for like their first two or three years. And then the team is like, Oh man, this guy's really good. We got to Don't yeah. let him do that. Anymore. Like we're just following the Patriots. Like they're like, yeah, Edelman, you're not returning punts anymore. Like you're not, it's just not worth it. Or like Odell Beckham. Totally. Absolutely. So I, I think that's different. I think that's a different thing from college to pro, but still a good point. You may be right, but I, I just don't think that that is true. Um, Notable exclusions from the depth chart. Harold Joyner. Dang, dude, that's what I was going to say. God. I have audio of Joyner. Should we play that? Or sure. Gus talking about Joyner being left off? All right, here it is. Well, and I think it's, it's very similar to that. Uh, you know, Harold did some good things during fall camp, and, uh, you know, he'll have a role, uh, but it'll be a little bit more specific uh, role as we go. And here's the deal, too. I mean, um, you know, we feel like we got five guys at the running back position that can all help. He is one of those guys that that uh, does have experience, and he's made some big plays in games. So you'll still see Harold Joyner out there some too. So it's like, yeah, he's got a role, but not a role on the depth chart. I think that might be it. 
Romello Hyde, OC brothers, like you said, but those guys we were told are injured. Right. Um, yeah, that's it. Hope no one uh, tests positive because it's the first game. So uh, if it's not Bo, they'll probably hold him out. Uh, yeah, that's true. Where can people find you, buddy? Follow me on Twitter at CouchPathTato. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackaby. Follow Joe on Twitter at LockedOnAuburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We're back tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.